She hails from Nashville, Tennessee. She does freelance graphic design and social media marketing. She has worked with nonprofit organizations and history museums in the greater Nashville area. At 34, not once in her life has she ever considered or even had the slightest spark of interest in having kids. Not having kids was never actually a choice for her. It was just an immediate response from the minute she was old enough to understand that she could. The only kids she ever wants are the ones with four paws and a tail. Firecrackers, please welcome Kodo. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. So, Kodo, you are currently in Tennessee. Is that where you were born? Um, yes, I was born here in uh, the Nashville area in Tennessee. So you're a Southern Belle. Uh, sort of. <laughs> I actually grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Like that's where I went to school and graduated from high school. And then I moved back down here again after graduation back to Nashville area. Nice. I've never been to that part of the country, but I, I've been told that it's quite, um, it's nice, especially yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. It, it is very nice out here. It's a, it's a really pretty place to be, I think. That's cool. So what do you do? What is your career? What, what's your story on, on, that, on that regard? Um, I have a bachelor's in liberal studies, which was like a focus on graphic design. So um, I do a lot of freelance graphic design and like social media work and marketing. Um, I've also done, uh, had, some, had some jobs in nonprofit organizations like museums um, oh, cool. yeah so right now I'm doing a lot of freelance graphic design work that's nice you know I, I really like design like I I kind of dabbled in it but I didn't actually get like a proper you know formation since I didn't go to school for that um, mm-hmm. but I do really enjoy it I would have loved to actually also like do this at some point like go to design school um, yeah. How has your experience been regarding working with as a freelance? Well, um, for the most part, it, it's been pretty fun. It's been nice. Um, I've been working with an event planner for a few years where I like make like flyers and social media posts for her. And most of the time people are just really good to work with. Um, I know that I've heard some horror stories about some people working with freelance clients, but it's nice because, you know, you get to talk with them directly and then kind of like go back and forth and like, hey, do you know, do you like this design? And then they'll give you some feedback and, you know, do a little tweak or something um, and then send it back to them. And it's just fun kind of seeing what they're getting into and what kind of things their business is doing and what they need from you as a designer. And it's always fun to kind of do things according to their own business plans and you know business themes and things like that yeah it definitely sounds like something I would enjoy (laughs) that's great um can you also tell me a little bit about what it was growing up in the south just in general what it is to grow up with a community because I have the feeling or maybe it's like the preconception that the south of the states is just very conservative Well, Tennessee in general is conservative Republican mostly. Um, 
Nashville is kind of that one little small blue area. We've got like Nashville and we got Memphis and they're, they're a lot more liberal and democratic, but my, my family is mostly conservative Republican, like, like all of my, my parents and like aunts and uncles and things like that, you know, the older generation. And they have, you know, a lot of the traditional views of family and, you know, getting married, having kids, um, religious, mostly. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of very religious people around, not just with my family, but, you know, people that, that really want the, um, the normal families, you know, husband, wife, kids kind of thing. But honestly, I have been surprised because I have ran, run into quite a few liberal people, you know, in my jobs usually younger generation, but some with the older too. And I'm usually surprised to find as many as I do um, here in Tennessee in the South. I mean, that's the idea that I have of the South, you know, just being very Republican, conservative, very traditional, very family-centered, um, mm-hmm. Valley, you know, the values as well are 18th century values. Uh, <laughs> and the whole idea of the nuclear family and having kids and whatnot. So I'm actually surprised but like a good surprise to hear that there are more people you're finding at least more people who are liberal um in the south because i think that helps um it's i mean it helps to have people think in different ways from or have different perspectives from from different subjects there's one thing that is non-negotiable of course and it has some anything that has to do with human rights um mm-hmm. like i'm totally on the progressive side if you will right um, yeah and also the fact that, you know, one of the things that we can do as human beings, and it's all right, is to choose. So not to feel that pressure that we feel sometimes to make a life that other people wants, uh, wants us to have, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, I guess my next question for you will be, did you ever feel that pressure? Because I know you sent me your, an email and you said to me that you've known forever that you were child-free. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to know more about how that process was for you and how the people around you reacted to that. Uh, well, you know, I kind of got probably the normal things. It's like, you know, I was all, when I was a kid and, you know, growing up as a teenager and a young adult, um, I was always like, yeah, I don't like kids. I don't really like being around kids. And they're like, oh, you'll feel differently when you have your own kid. And it was always just this kind of thing like, why would I want to have a kid if I don't like kids? <laughs> yeah. like, why would I feel differently? Like, why would I wait? And why would I have a kid if I didn't already like them? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't a horrible pressure. Like my family didn't like overly pressure me about it or anything like that. It was just like every once in a while, my mom or an older sister or something of mine would like say something and be like, oh, you know, you'll feel differently when you're older. You'll have kids eventually. Um, Or just be like, hey, so, you know, there's this guy and you should like see him or whatever. Like, or he seems cool. Or talk to me about even getting married because I'm, I'm still not. I'm not married and I don't really know if I'm planning on getting married. So mm-hmm. <laughs> not really, not really something I think about very much either, but yeah, ever since I was young, it was just like, I, I don't, I'm not going to have kids because for one, I'm not really into children, um, you know, raising them, being around them. And it just feels weird to me. Like the whole idea and the concept is like 
so foreign and alien. It's like, I feel like if somebody told me I was pregnant, it would feel equivalent to somebody telling me I had like cancer or something. Wow. And yeah, like it was, it would be almost devastating to me. And I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot more than that going on, I guess, for me, but it just felt like something that I wasn't born to do for some reason. Like, I never felt totally like a woman. I never really felt totally like a, a female. And so I guess because of that, it, it was kind of like, well, that's kind of a weird thing for my body to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody's tell me about their birth stories or their pregnancy stories or seeing people pregnant. Like my older sister watching her through her pregnancy and then being there during her birth. It was just, the whole process was terrifying. It was just like, why would somebody do this to themselves? Oh, you were there when she gave birth? Yeah, she had a home birth and I was, me and my mom were there helping her and it was, it was terrifying experience for me. It was. Wow. I don't, I don't think I've ever actually even thought about being present during a birth. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever been present for. And it was, uh, it was an experience, let me tell you. <laughs> can, you, can, you can you tell me a little bit more about what that experience was like? I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I mean, she was, she was in labor for several hours. I think it's been, it's been a long time. It's been like 18 years now, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to even remember exactly what was happening. Like she was in her room for a while and then we moved her into the bathroom and it was just like her in pain and crying <laughs> and wow. Yeah. And blood. And it was just so much stuff. It was like, <laughs> I can't even quote, remember all of it because it was quite a long time ago now, but it, <sighs> yeah, but that, uh. that does sound terrifying <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, especially because the, I mean, the people don't talk about this enough, I, I think, and there's just so many risks involved during childbirth, right? Yeah, right. Um, and and seeing someone that you love, in this case, your sister, go through that and, and being child for yourself, what was going through your mind? You know, do you remember just, that? Yeah, just like, I can't, I can't understand why anybody would want to go through this. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, it's worth it, you know, in the end, because, you know, you have this child. And I can understand that for some people. Like, I can understand that all of that is worth it for people that really want a kid. But for somebody who doesn't even know if they want a child, is that kind of pain, suffering for hours, possibly? And then who knows, you might have to have a C-section or, you, you know, you might end up having problems afterward, um, either mentally or physically because of the baby. I mean, like, I don't feel like it's something that's worth it if you didn't absolutely completely want the child like you were just desperate for a kid i completely agree with you i mean this is such a for me it's just unnecessary yeah. <laughs> i mean if you really don't if you really don't want that kid with your whole heart like if it's not something that you just like wish with all your life and you have thought about it and you know responsibly that you know you can actually take care of a child because that's another thing right you have the mental uh, capacity the financial means, you know, to, to take care of a child. I don't understand why some people don't think about it a little bit more, you know? I think it's just a societal pressure. They're like, oh, well, I'm a woman, you know, I have this ability, so I shouldn't use it. But the thing is, is like, 
there's always that quote that's like, just because you can does not mean that you should. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. <some> <laughs> yeah. I know that, like with my sister, um, she struggled with mental health pretty much all of her life ever since she, you know, hit puberty and became a, te- was a teenager. Um, and then after her third child, she ended up with horrible postpartum depression that she still has not gotten over after uh, 13 years. And it's just like, and then even after that, she's like, I think I should have another, another kid. And I'm just like, why? Like, you have three and you, you obviously can't, you know, handle this. And she's like, well, I, I feel like, you know, I need to keep having children. I'm like, why? <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like, don't believe that. And it's, yeah, between me and my sister, things have been almost polar opposites. And I, I've seen a lot of things that have just made me be like, I don't understand the society and I don't understand why they make women feel like they have to do this because it's only hurting them and it can be hurting the child too. I'm surprised, you know, that, well, surprised, but at the same time, it's not the first time that I hear it. You know, women, some women or some people, I would say, not women, just people in general, uh, sometimes they think that having a child is going to fix their problems mm-hmm. in a way. And I, I don't, you didn't say this exactly about your sister, but it kind of like reminded me of, you know, the situations of people being in really bad marriages, for example, or having, I don't know, uh, having to deal with uh, depression or anxiety and they think, oh, I'm going to have another kid or I'm going to have a kid because it's going to make me happy, right? Or this is going to fix my right. marriage. And it's like, n- no, <laughs> that's not how no, it works. No, don't do that, yeah. That's You're not a bad how idea. it works. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know you didn't say this exactly about your sister, but it just kind of like brought all these memories back to me mm-hmm. um, because I've known a lot of people who, well, not, not a lot, but I've known a few people who have tried to fix their relationships by having a child. Um, or fix their yeah. unhappiness. You know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm unhappy for whatever reason. Um, if I have a child, that's going to make me happy. And it's just like, that's a lot of responsibility to put on someone who's not even born. You know? Right, exactly. And right. it's not the child's responsibility to make you happy, by the way. Mm-hmm. So right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's also very important to note. Um, so you just told me a little bit about your family, but what about your peers, your friends? Are they married? Are they having children? Do you have any child-free friends where you live? Um, yeah, I've got, I've got quite a few friends here, um, in Tennessee. Um, yeah, most of my friends are pretty liberal themselves and, you know, they're really understanding. I have quite a few friends who have similar mindsets as I do, um, about family and, you know, children but then you know of course I have friends that or are married and do have kids and you know they don't pressure me at all um they know me they know how I am (laughs) and they don't really see any reason that I need to you know do what they do so I think I've gotten a lot of support from my peers and it's a very different story from my family that's for sure it usually is yeah yeah (laughs) right (laughs) You mentioned something a few minutes ago about, you know, somebody, maybe some of your friends or somebody in your family telling you, oh, you should date this guy and, you know, so-and-so, whatever, because that's what you're supposed to do and then get married and have kids. It happens Mm -hmm. to all of us. Um, But speaking about dating specifically, um, and because you've known your child free since you were very young, how has that worked for you in general? (laughs) I've, I've tried dating. A few guys, um, 
I'm pansexual, by the way. And, um, you know, it was fine. It's just like always this thing that's like hanging in the air is just like, well, you know, if I do like him enough and it does go anywhere, then they need to know as soon as possible that I'm not going to be a traditional partner. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to want kids and they're going to need to know that and they're going to have to be okay with that or else this isn't going to work. <laughs> and most of the time, honestly, I don't think it really ever got far enough to really talk about it. There have been a few that I liked well enough that, you know, they knew that that was going to not happen. Um, and they seemed all right with it. But yeah, things just, I don't know, didn't really work out because I'm honestly not really that into relationships or marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I'm mostly asexual. So even, you know, I guess the thought of sex with anybody is just kind of not really something that is a main part priority on my part. So I guess I don't really have to worry about <laughs> the possibility of accidentally having a child too. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but you know, when you, and this is, you said you, you're not even sure that you want to get married and that's fine. I mean, anyone can make that, make that decision. I guess that's another thing that we don't talk about a lot and is the pressure of finding a, a partner for life and getting married that we all feel, but, you know, still being somebody who's interested in dating, and you just mentioned you're pansexual, which means that you are attracted to people regardless of gender, right? Is that what it means? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know, because you did mention guys and sex, but what about, for example, if you're dating a woman or somebody with a uterus, uterus, <laughs> with a womb, <laughs> um, and of course, it's not like pregnancy will, will not come through sex, but um, what if they want to adopt or what if they want to like find a donor, a sperm donor or something? Because this is something that I'm always interested to talk about with people who are queer. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think I've explored that too much. So I'm interested to know what your take is on that. Honestly, I guess it's kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm still not really interested in having a child. I guess it's a little less terrifying if somebody else is having it. Um, but still, like, the whole thing of, there's still the big question of, you know, do I want to still be a parent in any, in any way at all? And usually it's, no, not really. I don't, I don't really see myself as a really good parent. I don't really like children, like I said before. And honestly, I don't think at least not at this point in my life that the people and the I, or even if I had a partner, if we would be stable enough to financially support a child and give them the kind of life that they really should have. And if they did have any of my DNA, that I'd, I'd also be worried of, you know, passing off mental illnesses and other possible uh, genetically inherited problems to them, because I do have a big history of mental illness in my family. Um, adoption was something that I had thought about before. And if, if ever, you know, the possibility of, of raising another human being came on the table, adoption would probably be the most likely choice, mostly just because, you know, there's lots of kids out there that need to be adopted. And when you adopt, you don't have to adopt a baby or a toddler. You can adopt an older kid. Usually people are like, oh, you have more problems if you adopt older, but you know, they need to be adopted too. And you shouldn't be frightened of that. 
I just can't really connect very well with smaller, younger people. You know, the possibility of adopting an older child might be a better idea if I ever wanted to, if that was something that was ever decided with a partner. That's interesting. Um, because I mean, I don't, I've never actually thought about adopting ever. Before I embraced a child-free lifestyle, I thought I was going to have my own kids. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking at some point or telling somebody that I would never adopt, like I would have my own kids or I wouldn't have any kids at all. And I, I completely agree with you now with the fact that there are a lot of children out there that need to be adopted. There's a lot of abandoned children, abused children, just thrown in the system after they've had to endure very traumatic things during their childhood um, or the death of their parents or, you know, abandonment or you you name it. There's just horror stories. Um, Right. And I completely agree with you that, you know, adopting is, is, it's, I mean, I hope, I wish more people would do it. But I remember at the time, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't adopt because of something that you just mentioned now. And it's the fact that, especially with older kids, you get the adopted or foster kid in, in your home and they come already with all these, this background, all this baggage, right? Mm-hmm. So right. Uh, I always found that very difficult to reconcile in the fact that if, if it's already hard to reconcile for me, you know, as a person with my own baggage and everything that I've carried because we all have it. Every human has baggage, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I've carried since I was a child and, you know, the family, her- everything that I've inherited from my, my parents, grandparents, and everyone, you know, before them. Um, right. I think it would be hard to help a child that you don't know what their background is. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah, it is more difficult. And that's probably why a lot of people don't adopt older children. But I don't know. I feel like that's still some. You know, they really need it probably even more than the younger ones do. I mean, of course, eventually, you know, you should adopt the younger ones also. But I mean, they, they're the kind of ones that get left there all the time and, you know, people kind of pass over. Um, and I think if somebody's really good at handling that kind of stuff, then maybe, you know, they should adopt the older ones. But if, you know, you feel like you can't handle it, then, you know, definitely you shouldn't. I'm not really sure myself how well I can handle it <laughs> if that was ever going to be an option. Um, yeah, I don't I know. That's a question that people, you know, would ask themselves if they are thinking. I know you're not thinking about adopting. You're just saying in case something in the future, you know, Changed, this yeah. is like a very um, um, hypothetical. Yeah, exactly. very hypothetical. A very, <laughs> yeah. a very hypothetical, <laughs> very hypothetical idea, but. I just think that in general, child-free people, we have given more thought to, you know, the fact that we want to embrace this lifestyle than most people, I would say, have given the thought to either have a child, a a biological child or adopt or foster. I don't know. I would say maybe have a biological child. I think that people who adopt or foster kids maybe give it a lot more thought. Because it's oh, harder, yes. right? You have to go through the whole, the whole process of putting your mm-hmm. papers in and, and waiting. And so I, I guess these Making parents... Making sure you get the income, yeah. Exactly. So I guess these, these type of parents actually have given it more thought. You're listening to The Honest Upward, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories. 
and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I want to ask you now, let's talk about fun things. What <laughs> do you want to, what do you want to achieve with your amazing child-free life? What is it that you, where do you see yourself in the next years, you know? Well, um, I do imagine that I'll probably be able to save up a lot more money. <laughs> um, I, you know, plan on saving for a house. Um, I've got that in the works right now, actually. Um, so, you know, getting a house, getting um, property, which is honestly quite a difficult thing these days, uh, especially for my generation, millennials and uh, people probably younger than me, Gen Z. and vacations. I love to travel. Um, I want to, I want to go to as many countries as possible. So, you know, saving up money for that kind of lifestyle, probably, um, just traveling and maybe travel blogging and things like that as well. Um, I always thought that people that were child-free had, you know, a lot more money to spend. And in some cases, I think that's true. And I don't know, I guess for some people that make enough money, they probably still have money to spend and do things and have kids. But it seems like that's harder and harder for a lot of us these days to do in this this era of time. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. I think, I mean, I think child-free people in general, we do have more disposable income than parents. However, <laughs> that is in terms of like percentage over our income, not right. actual money. Because yeah. another thing, you know, there's a misconception that many people have that childhood people are, we're all rich. We're like rolling in dough and we're like, yeah. you no. know, <laughs> we're yeah, all like dri true. driving Bentleys and, you know, jet setting on a Saturday evening to go eat pizza in Italy or whatever. You know, it's not, <laughs> that's not the reality because, I mean, we're still humans, right? We still have to, you know, do our jobs and sometimes we don't get you know, the education that we want, not because we didn't go to school to study what we wanted to, but we, we didn't actually have the chance to go to school. Not my case, but mm -hmm. I would say, you know, just in general, it, it's like the people's problems, right? It's not child-free versus parents. So I would say, yes, by percentage, yes, we do have more disposable income, but not necessarily in the amount of money. Which right. <laughs> probably, and, and, you know, you just mentioned, you know, you want to save up for a, a home. And I think that's, that's really cool. But I have seen it as well. I mean, it's not only in the States, it's just getting harder and harder for young people to right. homeowners. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, and is it because of the prices? Is it because of the, I don't understand what's going on. It's just, I, I think about my grandparents, for example, and it was so easy at that time to like buy a house. Right. Mm -hmm. um, right. And nowadays it's just, it's just like you have to like work for 30 years before you can actually have like put on your, you know, to buy your first home or whatever. And I don't understand why that happens. This is just like a random comment, but when <laughs> yeah. I like comment on that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, just that, you know, living wages and you just can't seem to find jobs that really give you the wages and the salary that you need to be able to live a, a comfortable, normal life that people would have had, you know, back in what, like the fifties and sixties or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, home prices are skyrocketing and especially in the area that I live in being close to Nashville, everything is just so pricey. If you live anywhere within like 30 to 45 minutes of Nashville, then everything is just 
booming and so the prices are are getting really high um but air wages are you know being raised and even people with college degrees like me with a bachelor's degree we're still not able to find jobs that pay us enough to really you know survive and we're struggling a lot and that's just another reason why i'm just like i can't even imagine having a child not just because i couldn't take care of them but because what's the economy going to look like when they become an adult is are things going to get better or are things going to keep getting worse are they you know they'd probably struggle just as much if not more than i am yeah i was thinking the exact same thing and 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 not only that but sometimes i just see families and and i and i'm like i don't understand how you guys do it like i see families with like four or five kids you know yeah. or even three or even two <laughs> yeah, kind of you know, they're they're like, and they're struggling and and because like you said i mean it's not economy is not easy right now just in global terms in general yeah and and having to if it's hard enough for you know us being child free and not having to take care of a tiny human being mm-hmm. i don't sometimes i don't understand how families do it to be honest and it scares me a little bit to think that if i was a mom if i had gone down that path that i was going down just because people around me expected me to do it and i would be a mom now I would be so freaking scared, you know, so worried, so anxious about, am I going to be able to feed these kids? You know, am I going to be able to like pay for school and everything that comes along with that? Yeah, that's just another level of anxiety right there that I didn't want to put on myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I like, feel I that I can't even take care of myself. How am I going to take care of somebody else? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I think, and and also, you know, it's just having a kid in general. I think from what I've seen, it's just anxiety for everything, right? You want to, you want your child to be fed and you want the ch- your child to be, you know, safe and you want mm-hmm. your child to be happy if you're a good parent, of course. Um, so you're always worrying about this other person because you're responsible for that kid, right? And right. I just, I, I don't think I could actually handle that. That would be too much. That's a, that's, a huge responsibility and honestly don't think that a lot of people even think about that they're just like oh i want a kid it's just like oh you want a new cell phone or something you know and yeah and like are you actually prepared (laughs) for this and it just blows my mind people are just having kids left and right and i feel like it really needs to become something that people have to think really hard about before they're able to have them but you know it's not like that it's, you know, it's actually pretty easy to have a kid for, for some, for a lot of people. Yeah, I understand. That's why we <laughs> yeah. need to like keep on talking about the child-free lifestyle, just to bring awareness that there is a choice, that yeah. you don't have to go, you know, popping out babies automatically just because people around you expect you to do it. And if you actually do decide to have a child, then, you know, hopefully you have thought about it right. very well yeah. before. Yeah. Well, Kodo, it's been such a pleasure having you in my show. Thank you so much for coming. Be- Had a good talk. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. Um, and before I, I let you go, uh, is there anything you would like to add to your interview? Anything at all? Uh, you know, just like what I said, I just hope people do give it more thought. And especially in this day and age when, you know, everything's so difficult economy wise, you know, just think about it more before you decide to have children <laughs> because it'll, it'll, 
it'd be a lot more beneficial for you and for any future generations out there if people thought about it more. I agree with you. And um, do you, for your freelance services, like completely changing gears here, but for your designing freelance services, do you have like a website or an Instagram account? I have a personal portfolio. It's uh, aliciawasher.portfoliobox.net. Mm -hmm. and has a that's kind of just my online portfolio for doing graphic design and it has your contact information as well right yes it does mm -hmm. cool so uh firecrackers i'm gonna live in the link uh kodu's portfolio in case you want to contact somebody for freelance uh, design services and um yeah thanks again for coming it was a pleasure having you here thank you thank you for listening to the honest uproar a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire.